Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Nick from Live Rehab. And I'm Denise. And today we're talking to you about a really difficult subject. And that's living intentionally. I'm Nick Roberts. I'm Denise Roberts. And welcome to Addiction Radio, the podcast from Live Rehab. We believe people should be able to beat their addictions without having to give up everything. Your journey to recovery and a healthier life starts right now. So living intentionally is one of the hardest concepts to grasp in recovery. We talk about things often like meeting the body's physical needs and you can see how like, okay, you know you need to exercise, you know you need to eat well, you know you need to uh, make better friendships or have better relationships, but living intentionally, a lot of people just don't know how to do it. And that's what we're gonna talk about today and how living intentionally can really help you in your recovery. We'll also talk about what intentionality really is and why it's important and how you can integrate that into the wider uh, activities that you have in your life. And then we'll finish it up. We'll talk about some gratitude and just being kind. Yep, let's get started. So let's start off by talking about what actually is living with intention. And really it boils down to this concept or notion of making sure that the choices that you make are done with intention. Yeah, so every minute and every second that you live, everything you do throughout the day should be done with intention. When you take care of your body's physical needs, that should be done with intention. When you come home from work, when you're at work, whatever you're doing, you should be doing it with intention. So intentional living is really uh, living your life based on your own core values and beliefs. And we're not here to tell you how to live your life, but we're here to help you recognize how to uh, release that inner potential so that you can live each moment with intention. That's right. And choosing to live each moment with intention allows you to reclaim control of your mind and of your body and of the decisions that you make, which, as we all know, is so vital and so important when we're talking about you know recovery and sobriety. Yeah, so let's talk about how intentional living uh how that plays a role in the recovery process and why it's so important. The biggest thing you need to be worried about or thinking about when it comes to intentional living and recovery is being complacent because complacency leads obviously to being triggered and potentially a relapse. Whereas you can think of living intentionally as the opposite of being complacent. It doesn't mean you can't relax, it doesn't mean the that you can't enjoy yourself, but it does mean that you have to be on your toes and you have to make sure that each decision and situation and environment that you're in is done with intention. Yeah, so for example, um, my friend Lisa, she talks to me a lot about how she has a hard day at work and she goes home and she just veges out after work because she's so exhausted from whatever the things that were going on at work, right? So sometimes she'll have a hard day, she'll go home, she'll order a pizza or eat some ice cream and watch trashy TV and then fall asleep and wake up the next morning and just pick up where she left off, right? There are no repercussions, um, nothing happens uh, when she does that. It's just her way of just vegging out. And that's fine because she doesn't have an addiction that she's fighting and she doesn't. she's not in recovery. But for someone in recovery, it's a lot different. Yeah, if you contrast that to Matt, one of our clients that's actively fighting a, you know, an alcohol addiction problem, Matt can't make those same choices. He has to make sure that when he has a hard day at work or something happens, when he comes home, he has to intentionally come home. He has to intentionally choose the activities that happen in his life. Um, if he wants to relax, perfect. That's great. It's a good idea to relax. He needs to be intentional about that. The decisions that he makes 
needs to have support, need to have and support his his overall recovery um, and sobriety process because otherwise it's going to lead down to a path where he's going to make some poor choices and those won't be intentional but it will lead him to a point where you know he could be potentially jeopardizing his success. Yeah. So for an example, somebody like Matt, um, maybe he does end up watching TV and eating pizza and ice cream and doing all those things. But in addition to that, right? So he would be. It would be something like going home, maybe doing a bit of yoga, uh, maybe meditating or writing in his journal, or just like really processing that information and then saying, okay, now I'm going to. Uh, order a pizza and I'm going to eat this pizza with my salad, you know, like having a little bit of healthy eating in there. Um, and then at this time, I'm going to watch trashy TV. So every moment uh, when he gets home from work really needs to be done with calculated actions. Meeting the body's physical needs in sobriety and recovery is a very important task. And we all know that. We've talked about this previously. But making those choices to intentionally do the right things for your body is very different than just kind of mindlessly going through various activities because someone's told you to. And it really breaks down into three categories. That's making sure that you nourish your body appropriately, that you physically um, get the right levels of activity in your body, and of course, that you sleep very well. Yeah, so when you eat with intention, and I know that sounds a little weird, like how do I eat with intention? But it is very important uh, to eat with intention when you're in recovery because if you are not eating with intention, you mindlessly eat. And I know we all do that, but like we've been saying, uh, when you're in recovery, right, doing these things can often lead to like triggers and relapse, and that's really what we're trying to avoid. So when you intentionally eat, right, you are thinking about the things that you're putting into your body and whether or not they're there to nourish your body and support your recovery. If you're not intentionally eating, you're just mindlessly eating like whatever, and it could lead to you eating junk food, it could lead to overeating, it could lead to not eating on a, on a good schedule. So just really think about that every time that you uh, are eating, that you are focusing on how, uh, how good the food is for you and for your recovery. Now, that's not to say that you are not allowed or you shouldn't be eating like junk food or anything like that. Of course, everybody deserves a treat now and then. Just make sure that you are intentionally eating. Like, you know, like, okay, I'm going to eat this ice cream, but I know that maybe, you know, tomorrow I'm going to have, you know, a salad and I'm going to have, you know, vegetables or a green smoothie or, or whatever it is. Um, but just make sure that everything that you do when it comes to eating is done with intention. The same way when we talk about physical activity levels. So obviously getting out, being physically active, enjoying uh, sports or going to the gym or lifting weights or running or whatever it is you do to keep your body healthy, the decision to do that has to be intentional. There, um, Obviously, you can choose to make those decisions internally and, and, and have those good choices for you, but also when you're at work or when you're going somewhere, you know, park at the back of the parking lot. Or if you need to go somewhere and you've got to go up a couple of levels, skip the elevator, go up the stairs, make decisions for your body that improve the overall physical life that you have, and be intentional about that. Make those decisions to help support, and it also builds, you know, your confidence level as well, I think, from, from a physical activity perspective level too. Definitely. And then the last part of it, meaning your body's physical needs, the last part is sleep. And 
Sleep also needs to be done with intention because if we're not intentionally setting a bedtime for ourselves or intentionally setting an alarm to get up in the morning, um, your sleep can be so out of whack. And then um, if you're tired, that can lead to a relapse. If you sleep too much in the day, that can lead you to uh, staying awake all night, having insomnia. So really you need to uh, focus on how to get yourself on a good schedule and a good sleeping schedule intentionally. And once you incorporate your nutrition and your uh, physical fitness intentionally, uh, the sleep kind of just comes a little more naturally, but you still need to make sure that you're focusing on that part as well. When you live with intention, a part of that is being able to uh, teach yourself how to live now in the present moment. And that can be really tricky, especially when you're in recovery and you have so many other things going on in your mind. But if you're always worried about the future or if you're upset about something in the past, there's no way that you could be focusing on uh, living now and living with intention. So we find ourselves hearing about, or at least we find people talking about, you know, living in the now as like this thing, this nebulous idea around people who are somehow reaching some level of like, consciousness but really what we're talking about when we're talking about living in the now is the this idea or this concept of being intentional about your thoughts about the past your thoughts about the future and being able to kind of corral them into a single kind of now and being in present for that moment so it's not to say that things didn't happen to you in the past or you haven't been in situations in the past but that you reconcile the story that you tell yourself about the past and it's not that you don't plan for the future, because of course we want you to plan for the future. We want you to make sure that you make smart decisions and that you, you have things um, set, set up. We're going to talk about goal setting in a few minutes, and you've obviously got to think about the future there as well. But it's about making sure that you are intentionally in the present moment thinking about those things and able to control your thoughts around them and that they don't con consume you, that you're not always focused on the future. You're not always focused about what's going to happen you know, when X, Y, Z happens to me, and you're not also living in the past around, you know, these things that have happened to you, because of course you need to reconcile those things with people maybe that you've hurt or maybe in situations that you've been in, you need to kind of forgive yourself for those things and be in the now and accept them as kind of who you are and those things that have happened to you. So being in the now really is just about being intentional about the thoughts that come into your head. And if it's not something that supports your current moment, uh, to just kind of push it aside or push it out um, and allow yourself to be present for the current now. That was really great. Should we talk about goal setting? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. For a moment, let's talk about goal setting. And I like to think of goal setting as, as if I'm going on a road trip somewhere. So I know that I need to get to a certain destination. I have no idea how to get there. I'm going to take out my phone, I'm going to pop in the address, and Google is going to spit back a really nice set of directions for me to follow so that I can get to where I need to go. Essentially, it's laying everything out for me step by step. But that's not how we normally approach goal setting in our lives. Most people I've run into in life simply say things like, I want to lose 10 pounds, or I want to run a marathon, or I want to write a book this year, or I want to get a new job. And they don't always think about, okay, what are the actions that I need to accomplish those things? It tends to be a nebulous idea. So that's why we're going to spend a few minutes talking about how to actually properly goal set and how being intentional with that goal setting is actually going to allow you to accomplish your goals really fast, effectively, and um, really just empower you for the future. 
Yeah, and that was a really good example about uh, Google Maps, right, and how they lay the directions all out for you. And you're going to approach goal setting in a similar fashion. So the first thing that you need to do is to set an end date, right? So you think of a goal. Let's just say you want to write a book, right? And you want this to be done in two years, okay? So you'll write down your goal, and then you'll set the date for two years. But what's going to happen in between now and two years, um, that's where you need to fill in the blanks, right? So think of it as like uh, writing a paper uh, when you were in high school or college, right? So you have uh, the outline, which starts with the introduction, and then you got your three body paragraphs and your conclusion. So you'll just kind of go through and bullet point all the things that need to be done in order for you to reach that end goal. And then the next part of it is setting aside time uh, each week or each day or each month or whatever you need to do to reach your goal. And when you are focusing on that goal and you are intentionally doing things, you start checking off boxes like, okay, I've gotten that done, I've gotten that done. And before you know it, you'll be to your goal. Now, two years is a long time, especially if you're early on in your recovery. A lot of you are going to have goals uh, that maybe the end of today, like I'm not going to partake in my addiction uh, for 24 hours or, um, you know, I want a better relationship with my mom and I want that to happen next month. Uh, so whatever it is, just think of it like that, but you're still going to want to follow that same process. And that allows you to be very intentional about the activities, the actions and the ideas that you have around these goals and allows you to follow um, a critical path, a very direct route to accomplish those things. And the more goals that you accomplish, the faster you become at setting goals, the better that you are about figuring out how long those goals will take. And it's a process. Uh, no one's perfect at estimating how long these goals will take. But if you think about it like an experiment and over time you improve those experiments to achieve the goals that you want to achieve, that's really living with intention. You're intentionally saying, these are the goals I want to achieve. These are the steps I'm going to take to, to have them happen. And you can break it down that way. And I think you're going to find that those goals are going to be, you know, accomplished in record time for you. Yeah, and it takes that um, that feeling of being overwhelmed and the anxiety that people get when they think of like, I have these goals, but I have no idea how to get how to get to the end point. It takes the guessing out of it, or just the living in the moment, or you know, just kind of like spur the moment type of. Uh, uh, things that people do to try to accomplish goals that doesn't really work and it's really important that when you live with intention that you strategically map these things out. Now when it comes to goals, should, we, should you be setting goals that are big? Should you be setting goals that are small? Something in the middle? Is this a goal deluxe in the three bears situation? But there is no right answer. But when you're in the early days of your recovery and sobriety, then you want to probably be setting smaller goals. Goals that are slightly easier to obtain, that um, allow you to gain traction in your life, gain traction in the uh, recovery process, that give you a sense of achievement and allow you kind of mentally to kind of rebuild yourself and feel kind of successful on those things. So for example, a small goal might be, I'm not going to drink alcohol for two weeks, right? And then when you get to the two week, then you, you know, you, okay, now I'm not going to drink alcohol for a month. And you keep making those goals bigger. Um, the thing, though, that we want to caution you is to make sure that you are progressing with your goals as you progress through your recovery. In the early days of recovery, your goals are going to be small. 
but don't continuously to make small goals because then you'll never get better. Yeah, and it's about progressively growing and it's about progressive growth throughout your life. And so that's why you can kind of make a combination of smaller goals and bigger goals, goals that have a lasting impact on kind of the long-term health of your life versus the shorter impact type of goals that you might set that you can easily kind of achieve. So maintaining a balance between those two and those two areas is very much independent of what we say, and you have to make these choices for yourself. But that again brings us back to intentional living and intentionally choosing goals that will support you both in the short term and in the long term. And with that being said, your goals do not always have to be recovery related. Again, where it goes back to like figuring out where you are in the recovery process. So if you're new to recovery, um, undoubtedly your goals will be recovery related. Like how many triggers can I overcome? Or uh, again, like how many days can I go? Things like that. But as you progress through this journey, it's going to be really important that you have other goals as well. Yeah, maintaining a balance between kind of the, the, the feeling of being actively in recovery and kind of leading a balanced life and having goals, you know, outside of recovery ensures that you are, you know, making improvements in your overall life as well as just ones that are based solely on recovery because you can get into a situation where your only focus is on recovery, which, as we mentioned, is, is important early on. But as it goes further on in your life, you want to make sure that you're, you're setting things and that you're moving forward in a direction that improves the overall kind of benefits that, that you feel in your life. Yeah, and that's we don't want you to lose sight. You never want to lose sight of your recovery because recovery is a very beautiful thing. Um, but just, again, like finding that balance and, and having recovery goals and non-recovery goals um, is, is going to be really important. Yep, there's no harder set number. There's no number that you should have. I'm sure some people will say, well, how many should I have? But that's not really the answer. It's about finding what works for you. Okay, so that brings us to three concepts that we feel that uh, really can take your recovery to a whole different level. And that's kindness, empathy, and giving back. And it really does start with kindness. Yeah, so kindness is one of those things where people often confuse acts of kindness and karma. So people will say, I was really kind today, but you know, I still got cut off in uh, while I was driving, the, the cashier at the grocery shop was really rude to me, or, you know, I had a difficult customer on the phone. And we're trying to take it a step back here and explain to you that acts of kindness or being kind comes from a place where those actions are not linked with any outcomes. And being kind is not a um, a requisite for having a good life. And in the, in the respect that you can't have an expectation that things will come back to you in a certain way. Instead, you should do it to snowball the trust and the understanding that people have of the kind of person that you are. So being kind is about being intentional, about choosing to be kind to everybody else around you, the environment, the people, the, the animals, and, and everything, with no expectations of any further kind of outcome back to you. So once you've got the kindness figured out, and, and it doesn't come 
naturally for a lot of people, then it's just something that you learn over time, right? But you want to practice it every day. And once you start practicing it every day, um, you'll, it will become a natural part of who you are. So once you've got that into your, incorporated into, into your life, uh, start thinking about how to be more empathetic. And empathy um, is a really, that also doesn't come naturally. And that's something that you have to have to learn as well. So when you're in recovery, it's, it can be, you can feel like, okay, all, it's all about me all the time. And it has been, right? You're, everybody that you're surrounded with um, has been affected by your addiction, more than likely. Um, so your family members are used to everything being about you. Your friends are used to everything being about you. But now it's time for you to put yourself in their shoes. And you have to realize that everybody has stuff going on in their life. Right? And when you put yourself into their shoes and you realize, okay, well, they have this, this, and this going on, and you know, my brother has this, this, and this going on, you can start to relate to them and, and you can be there for them um, during difficult moments like they were there for you. Yep. And then it becomes about giving back. And because you've kind of mastered this concept of kindness in your life, you're able to empathize with other people maybe that aren't just dealing with an addiction and you're able to break that circle out even further and empathize with everybody in the world essentially and what they might be going through. And then you're able to start giving back because you can't start giving back until you've understood kindness in your life and empathize with other people. And you can start thinking about giving back and giving back is a super powerful uh, intentional um, choice that you can make to really build up kind of this feeling that you can have inside of you. And it could be small. We're not talking about giving back as in like, I'm going to give up my house and I'm going to make sure that everybody has a roof to sleep over. That's, we're not asking you to tackle the world's problems. Instead, think about the world's problems in your own yard, in your own back garden, in the areas that you can control. And give back in ways that are maybe small and may not have people notice. They may not even notice. And, but you're in a spot where you're giving back because it's the right thing to do, because it, it helps the world, um, even on a small scale. So even if that means picking up rubbish in your front or trash in your front um, on your way to work, or if it means helping somebody across the road because they're having a difficult time, uh, all of those things compound up. And so you're living in this state of intentional living, of giving back and being kind and having empathy for, for others. And that's truly kind of this, this area where you're, you're in a state of super intentional living. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about so much um, in this session. Um, we just covered a lot. And we understand, too, that you're taking this all in and you're probably maybe by now you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Like, how do I implement everything that you talked about? And we don't expect you to do that. And that's what we want to talk about now. And that's not getting burned out. So that's a great point. You don't want to try and implement everything all at once. You are going to feel overwhelmed and it's going to lead to burnout. And that's not the point of intentional living. Intentional living is not designed to be overwhelming, to make you feel like you're not living the best possible life that you can. Intentional living is about building up that intentional choice that you have to make certain actions, beliefs, and emotions. And if you were to just try to implement everything just so that you could say that you were living intentionally, you would end up with burnout because nobody can go through and do all these things all at once, straight into recovery. Yeah, so just 
all we're doing in this session is giving you the tools that you need uh, in order to live intentionally, but it's really up to you on how fast or how slow you go with this. And one thing to remember though, is to like not beat yourself up if things don't go exactly how, how they're planned. So like if you had a busy day and you didn't get a chance to write in your journal or you didn't get a chance to meditate or go to the gym or whatever it is that you're doing and you're living intentionally, that's okay. It's, it's perfectly okay um, to, to have those types of, of feelings in those days. I think you could think of living intentionally, kind of like the movie Inception, where just the intentional decision to be intentional is enough to get started. And that is kind of the process. It's about, you know, having opportunities to suddenly think, oh, that's what they were talking about here. I remember this is an opportunity for me to be intentional in this situation or be kind or to have empathy for somebody else. Um, that's, that's when you can start to think like that's when you're intentionally living. Yeah, so just take it slow, and if you start to feel yourself being resistant or getting exhausted over certain things, then take a step back and um, one day at a time, right? So I want to leave you with a final thought on this subject, and that is kind of this, this whole concept of intentional living in the now, in the present moment. And that means to take a few moments after the end of this, after we've stopped talking and barking instructions and ideas and concepts at you, and to just think about, for a few moments, how you can be more intentional in your life. Even, not even trying to implement any of the things we've talked about, not even thinking about setting a goal of running a marathon or writing a book or any of those other things, but just think about how you can be more intentional in your life with the knowledge that we've, we've kind of tried to give you. And just think about options and opportunities in your own life that you can be more intentional. And I guarantee you, that's where you're going to start to make the change. Because all of this is very theoretical. All of this is very much kind of the, the information we've learned and the things that we're teaching you over time have come from intentional living from our perspective. But you're going to bring your own perspective to intentional living. And the sooner that you can start to think about that in your life and determine what that means for you, the sooner you'll be living in the now, living in the present, and really being intentional with the decisions, the choices, and the life that you build for yourself. Thank you so much for listening to our session. And uh, if you have any questions or anything, you know how to reach us. This is Live Rehab, and you've been listening to Addiction Radio, the podcast. You can follow Live Rehab on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next time for another episode of Addiction Radio. Thank you for listening.